Hi, ladies. This is Mary Donnelly, and I'm here doing another podcast. And this time I am having, well, not coffee and conversation, water and conversation with Monique Ciccaroni. And most of you know Monique from church. Um, for those of you who don't, she is one of our life group leaders, and Monique is the mother of two children. She um, is the mother of Jonathan, who was recently married and is serving as a missionary with his wife in the Middle East. And then a lot of you probably know Adriana, who is uh, just, you know, Little Miss Sunshine is how I always think of her. (laughs) And she's about to head into um, high school this year. And some of you may not know that Monique uh, lost her husband very unexpectedly when Adriana was four years old. So what Monique and I were sitting here and talking about was that experience of not only her as a wife, you know, the sudden death and loss of her husband, and but also her children's father, and what that was like for her as a mother to be, you know, I'm, I'm grieving, I'm going through this, but now what do I do with these children, Lord? And so, Monique, um, I was just wondering if you can share with the women today what your experience was like, that, you know, that place of um, just coming and trusting and turning your children over to God. Sure, Mary. Um, Well, one of the things that I learned, not right away, but when I look back at it now, is that grief didn't change some of my core personality. Mm. I was still a perfectionist. Okay. I was still stubbornly independent, and I still wanted to do it all with no help. Right. So I was trying to be mother and father to two grieving children and work a full-time job and take care of the house, the inside, the outside, all of the maintenance and meals and, you know, taking the kids all the places they needed to go. And still needing to grieve yourself in the midst of all that, yeah. Yeah, which usually happens, you know, after 10 o'clock at night when the house is finally quiet. But it was uh, definitely a time of testing mm-hmm. and, um, for both kids with the, the wide age range and the wide gender range. Um, it was a very different experience as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I saw in my son, who was 12 at the time, is deep, deep depression. Mm-hmm. And he was just closing himself off from everything, from the things that he liked to do, the people he used to hang out with. um, Oh, that must have broke your heart. The church family, he just wanted to spend a lot more time in his own. I mean, I was losing my son. I could see it before my eyes. I was just losing him. He was unfocused. He was unconnected. And what I didn't realize at the time, um, within just a few months of Peter's passing, um, Jonathan became heavily addicted to drugs. So that was at 13 years old. Wow. Yeah. So, so he started Joe. Yeah. Um, school psychologist says he's depressed. You know, church family says he's depressed. My family says he's depressed. I think he's depressed. Sure. And that would seem, you know, reasonable. That's what I think anyone would think. Yes. So, um, but even in this, there was grace because Unlike a lot of people, he didn't lose everything through his addiction. Right. Um, he 
relationships, but we did find a counselor who encouraged him to write a letter to me. Okay. If he couldn't say what he needed to say. Yeah. And it was in that letter that he told me that he had started using drugs. Wow. He didn't tell me the extent of it at that time. That right. came out over the next few months. But it was enough to give me a light bulb moment to say, aha, uh -huh, this is what is going on. Okay. This is why sometimes he seemed like he couldn't even function. Right. And when I was looking for, you know, that, that sweet, loving, happy little boy. Yeah. And seeing this dark, depressed, moody teen. Mm -hmm. It was more than just the grief and loss. It was what he was doing to mask dealing with the grief and yes, loss. Yes, exactly. And that must have felt so scary to find this out. You know? Honestly, it felt like a failure. Right? Mm. I failed him. I failed my husband. I failed God. I mean, I, I, I kept saying I should have known. I should have known. Uh, yeah, it's what we myself do. Up. Yeah. And, um, but we were fortunate because now that I knew, it wasn't clearly something that could continue to go on. Right. So we tried a couple different paths to get him to a place of health and recovery. Narcotics Anonymous was one of them. And it worked to a certain degree. Okay. But it didn't bring him freedom. Right. It didn't bring him life and light and salvation. And really it was the men of our church who did that. My old church that we were going to at the time. They just circled around him. And they never gave up on him, even when he was behaving in ways that was unlovable. That's amazing. That's so beautiful they, because that's the family of God right there in action. Yeah, it yeah. sure is. And they mentored him. And even as, as, you know, a young teen, they invited him to the men's Bible study. And they went deep in the word with him. And there was one man in particular, George, who became um, tremendous influence in Jonathan's life. Mm -hmm. uh, a spiritual father. Yeah. Um, and it was through George that Jonathan once again got to see the father's heart he had seen in his own dad. Yeah. Um, God is so good. It's so good. And, you know, they pursued the Lord diligently together um, across continents, by the way. Oh, wow. Um, they've been on mission trips together. Yeah. And um, it's just been such a rich tapestry of seeking the Lord yeah. and shared interest. And George was Jonathan's best man when he got married a couple of months oh, ago. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it was just, I, I remember sitting at the wedding and just, I was so thankful, not yeah. just that Jonathan had found such a, a perfect mate for his life yeah. in Susanna, but that the man who had poured so much into him and been such a source of inspiration was sitting was the, yeah. during it. It was just a tremendous blessing. And can I ask you, Did is this a man that you sought out? No, no, it's not. I mean, one of the, the things, I'll be honest, I had been pretty much on autopilot in my mm -hmm. face for a while, okay. just after Peter died and trying to, to do everything, and it was Jonathan's addiction that brought me back to my knees. Okay. It was Jonathan, it was just that, that cry of desperation, yeah. that, God, what do I do now? Like, this is too big. This is too big. This yeah. is too much for me. I cannot do it alone. It was almost like I could hear that, that click mm. in my brain. Well, now you see why independence isn't always good. Yeah. Now we're going to start to shave off this stubbornness and this independence and this perfectionism, and you're going to see why I created people. 
to interact with each other. That's amazing. And so in, in this place of prayer, these, these nights of vigil that I was having over, you know, how to deal with Jonathan's addiction. Yeah. One night God said to me, give your kids away. Wow. And that everything in me rebelled against Yeah. Them. Because what mom wants to do that. Exactly. But basically what he was saying is trust in me and let me pe- put the people in their lives. Mm-hmm that need to be there to fill the gaps that you can't meet. That's so beautiful because as you're saying that, I'm thinking even, and I'm sure a lot of the other women are thinking the same thing. As a mom, we all do that. We all worry about our kids and are we going to do a good job? Are we going to give them everything they need physically, spiritually, emotionally? Are we gonna... And so just coming to the place, no matter where we feel our lack is, to be able to say, God, these are your kids. You know, you entrusted them to me, and I'm going to do my best by your grace, but ultimately, they're yours. And so, you know, like you said, giving them back over to him, that's just a powerful message for any mom, really, listening. It, it, it was freeing. Yeah. Because entrusting him to, them to him, it freed me from a lot of that guilt mm-hmm. and shame that I had for not meeting my kids' needs. Right. Because I didn't have to do it. Yeah, exactly. I had him, and I had a community that he was putting around my children. That's beautiful. That's just the way God created things working so perfectly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then with Adriana, the experience was quite different because she was only four, so she didn't even have a good grasp on how to verbally express her emotions. Right. So we start to come out in a lot of behaviors. Okay. Um, and she rapidly developed separation anxiety. Okay. Um, so she would have to call me a few times a day, and, and she slept in my bed for several years. Mm-hmm. And um, she did not want to be left alone ever. Um, and all, all of the things that go along with that. So she wasn't free either. Right. And she really... Um, was afraid of losing the, the memories of her dad that she did have mm-hmm. because at four, long-term memories really just started to kick in. That's true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And I had to work again, mm-hmm. and so she had to go to an in-home daycare, and she had um, somehow she still had joy, and wow. that's another just characteristic of how God uniquely designed us that even through her grief and loss she mm-hmm. still had joy. Oh I love that. <laughs> and, you know, God put people again in her life just like he did with Jonathan. Yeah. To meet those needs and build her up in ways that I couldn't. Um, so she has two or three other moms mm-hmm. who have just filled role, you know, met her in terms of like creative stuff or practical things, um, teaching her things in her interest area, photography. She has a big sister, basically, who taught her photography, Uh, piano from another big sister, Uh, chasing after God with several big sisters, and um, child care. I mean, you can see she's a natural um, with children, children, and and a lot of that came through the in-home daycare where she um, went as a child and then went back to over the summers and now works at. 
you know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, what a gift that you gave them, that you were obedient to God, because don't we all tend to do that? We want to think we can do it all on our own, and I can be everything they need us to be, you know, my children need me to be. And the fact that you were able to not only just trust God and say, here, they're yours, but that you opened your heart and you opened your life. And you, when you just said, like, that I couldn't do those things, to actually admit and say, you know what, I can't do everything. And to see the beauty of different people that God, and, and to open your heart, open your life, and to allow these people in is just such a gift that you gave them. I never really viewed it as a gift I gave them. I mean, it was more a matter of desperation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, you could have held back, you know, and you could have been, no, no, I've got this. So it's just your obedience to God, you know. Well, it, it was obedience, I yeah. agree. But it was also just that knowledge of, of knowing what community is. Yeah. And that God really wants us to live in community. And then particularly with Adriana, one of the things that I've noticed is that I she, she naturally forms the bonds with women. Okay. But she was still lacking that father heart in yes. her life. Yeah. Um, the presence of um, a father figure to build her up and to, you know, just give her that loving father affirmation. Sure. And push her out a little bit and, and set her free. And um, I started really praying into that. And like, God, I just, her brother is away. He's, he's doing what you designed him to do. She has no one on a day-to-day -day basis to do that. Mm -hmm. And I started, to, well, should I start asking, you know, the men in the church? Should, you know, would you mentor her or anything? Yeah. And in, in, in continued prayer, God said to me, no, it will happen organically. Mm-hmm. And you just need to wait. And so while I was assessing yeah. potential father figures at church <laughs> who might step into that role, God made it happen at school. Wow. And there was a particular teacher who just blessed her so greatly with encouragement and support and building her up and believing her yeah. in her. And um, it's been a tremendous gift and God showed me that that is what he intended all along and, and had I gone down the path of, right. of pursuing and asking this guy or that guy mm -hmm. could you you know try and pour into Adriana a little bit I may have caused more damage to her when that wasn't organic and it didn't right. fit right and it felt more like an obligation or a burden to the, the men than, than just free-flowing of, of God doing what yeah, he Yeah, and she might have picked up on that. But I, that's another such a beautiful point, like you're saying, like the gift of being in community. I'm really, that's what I'm getting a lot as you're saying that, just seeing that beautiful gift that we are to one another. But just also knowing how much that God is part of it. We are, you know, sometimes we, and it's not that there's anything wrong with asking for help when we need it. Sometimes we do have to kind of raise our hand and say I'm struggling, but to also, as a mother, just be a praying mother and listen. And you heard the voice of God saying, no, don't do that. And to, again, obedience to that. And to see, it's so cool to look and be like, oh, God had this taken care of all along, you know. He did. It's beautiful. And, you know, it's um, the fact that God has it taken care of all along yeah. is why I'm okay. 
mm-hmm. with my son being in some of the hardest and dangerous, you know, most dangerous parts of the world to go yeah. after people for Jesus because he's already covered. Yeah, and he learned a long time ago to trust God with his life. That's right. I mean, we he brought him through something much darker than being in countries that where mm-hmm. he could be persecuted for his faith. Right. He brought us through something much darker. And I would much rather have him across the globe mm-hmm. running after Jesus than here still in the place where he was. Isn't that true? Because we look around, I mean, addiction is such a crisis, even just in our own state, and mm-hmm. we see young people being lost. So, like you said, you've gone through something a lot darker. Right. So, you know, I, I guess the whole thing I would say about mentoring is mm-hmm. it is beautiful. And yeah. um, one of the things that my kids have been able to see is just as God put people in their lives to yeah. mentor them, God has also put people in my life mm-hmm. that can learn something from my skill set, from my stories, from my gifting. Right. Um, so they start to see that continuity of, this is what it looks like to be part of the body of Christ. We give and take, yes, yes. and we serve, and we are served. Mm-hmm. And you know, most, I'll be honest. A lot of times, I fail. Like in that mentor role, I fail too. But <laughs> yeah. you know what? God put certain people in my life for it, yeah. just like He put my kid in certain people's lives. So. You know, I just have to go along that path. I love that. Yeah, this is so good, Monique. I know we're, we'll wrap things up now, but I've just enjoyed this so much. And I think the women listening, hopefully you all feel the same way, because even as you were talking, it was speaking new things to me <laughs> and just reminding me of the importance of community and family, our vulnerability, our you know place of taking you know, not just our children, but everything in our life. For those who don't have children, you might be trusting him with your future, with your finances, with your job, whatever it is. I think if each one of us can relate to being like, Lord, this is too big for me, and I don't know what, I don't know how to fix this, I don't know how to heal this, I don't know how to turn this into anything beautiful, but he does. So we're so grateful for that. Thank you so much for just sharing your story. And I hope you are all blessed that are listening as much as I was. Thank you.